0: The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome Red Nation to the Red Nation podcast. I'm your host Redder Greg. Welcome to show 147. Yes, I just want to remind you guys to check out our website at rednationpodcast.com. Randy has put on there a great video of the 2002 parking lot scene. At the AFC Divisional Playoffs. It was insane. And if you were there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because we were there, and it was rocking the house. And Metallica came out of nowhere in the parking lot and just started jamming. The mosh pit was going on. It was awesome. Anyways, thanks, Randy. It's great, winning, victorious memories from 2002. Check it out, Raider fans. It's awesome. So, without further ado, let's hit show, 147! Yeah, yeah, old
1: town. do you know about my city,
0: old town.
1: the city of old,
0: old
1: town. oh don't you know,
0: old town.
1: do you know about my city, old town. the city of old. Oh, oh, don't you know.
0: Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. All right, Raider fans, we're going to hit the bone line because we have two people that came in. Very cool for the bone line. We'll hit that, of course. Russell Watch. Russell Watch is on. Now that he's drafted, now that he's here, every time he blows his nose, it takes a crap. We got to hear about it. Okay, let's move on to the rest of the team, shall we? That's one of the stories. McConnell could be. Our first and starting quarterback for the 2007 season. Here's another story I gotta throw at you. 17 games? 17 games? Give me a break! That'd be awesome. We'll talk a little bit about that. And of course, we gotta hit this news you cannot use from. The Raider Take, Sean from the Raider Take has done it again. I was going to do this before, but he's put it in great perspective as usual because, like I've said before, I got to say it again, he is very cerebral. And so, anyways, we got to hit that article because it is very cool, something I wanted to talk about. And of course, the Raider Nation podcast. Comments form section. For sure. So, without any further ado, let's hit the bone line, because you guys came in strong this week. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Get on it, and you can see why from these two Great Raider fans. They're coming at you. bad of the bone. Tim from Oklahoma wants to bump you up and get the crowd roaring. Here you go Tim, it's on you baby.
1: What's up Raider Nation? This is Tim Fountain calling from Oklahoma. I think the Raiders have powered up their offense. They are gonna be making a playoff appearance I hope. I see their record going as nine and seven. And Randy Moss is gone and I think the Raider Nation is going to rise once again.
0: Then, of course, we have Dangerous Darius from LA, Los Angeles City of Angels, comes in with a great take, of course, on Nancy Gay and her article on our Oakland Raiders. Go ahead, Darius, do your stuff, baby. It's great. Yeah,
1: this is Darius from Los Angeles on the article from Nancy Gay. I mean, what can we really expect from a San Francisco newspaper reporter named Gay? Ironic. She needs to take her tongue out of the 49ers asshole. Forget giving her asshole of the month. She needs to get asshole of the year. And she should never write articles while she's on her period. Just very unprofessional. She doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. Just because Al Davis chewed her out, she should be more professional. That just goes to show she can't put her emotions away from being a professional writer. Very sad. What do you expect from San Francisco? Great. Good job, Nancy. Keep up the good work.
0: Once again, Raider fans, bone line. Throw me a bone. Throw me a bone, will you, at 1-800-620-7181. It's awesome. It's funny. Can't you see? Throw me a bone, baby. Got to get on it. Okay, here are our next little story here. We got to hit Russell Watch. Having the Michael Bush watch myself because I, I have a feeling that Michael Bush might come out of this whole thing like the hero of Oakland. Um, that's my personal thing. I have a lot of hope and prayers for our quarterback, Jamachus Russell. But of course, since he was picked number one, he's gotta have all kinds of controversy. I mean, every time the guy picks his nose, okay, they got something to say. He dropped two um quarterback uh exchanges okay two of them maybe three okay it's this rookie day in camp you know he fumbles around three balls and you'd have thought the end of civilized man was happening i mean come on give me a break no one has had this much vince young didn't have this much attention put on him and uh, look who we are with with Jamarcus. I just think as fans we should just shy away from Jamarcus Russell watch because you know they're going to come up with all the stats and the like. And you know what? It's important because I'll just blend this story into. Of course, the McCowan could be the first team QB. He could be because he is showing the best promise per everyone on the team. Um. Now, the Raider take had the same idea I had last season, and I thought we should have got him then um, because I think he's a decent quarterback. I don't know if he's going to take us to the show, but it's not impossible. It totally is a possibility. So watch for this kid. I think you're going to be happy with the way he performs, especially in this run-and-gun offense where supposedly, I don't know because we haven't seen it, going to go to. So. The big rookie at LSU probably won't open the first game. I would doubt it. But the chances of seeing him are pretty doggone big, considering what happened last season and in previous seasons with number one quarterbacks. Some have gone slowly, like McNabb and Michael Vick. Michael Vick and them both eased into their 2001-2000 seasons um, by sitting behind someone else and watching the master at work. But the top top two quarterbacks drafted in 06, Vince Young and Matt Leinart, uh, they were also eased into uh, the starting lineup. But both of them struggled. Well, Vince Young didn't struggle very much. Matt Leinart struggled more because, of course, he had the lesser team as far as the offensive line goes. What I'm trying to get to here is there's all kinds of stats on quarterbacks that were picked number one in the first round. And like Michael Carr – okay, David Carr, excuse me. David Carr of the Houston Texans is one of those prime examples along with, yes, Ryan Leaf. His name continues to come down um, the pipe as another meltdown of a number one pick QB. It's hard to imagine Jermarcus Russell not being good because he's already cool. He's a very cool cat if you haven't noticed His attitude, the way he speaks, the way he thinks goes to how he is inside. He's a cool and calm cookie. And under the heat, I bet you he takes it just in stride like he did at LSU. But in rookie years, you know, the the pro pass rushers that we have in this day and age, the lean, mean guys that get through the line in a hurry, it doesn't give our starting quarterbacks a very long time to throw the doggone football. And I will tell you this. Uh, and a good example would be Peyton Manning's uh, rookie year. He had 20, 28 interceptions against 26 TDs, which is pretty good. The TDs weren't bad uh, because it's twice as many as we had last season. Ha, 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 ha. Vince Young had 13 picks and 12 scoring attempts. McNabb barely baked out uh, his first year. He had an 8-7 to seven ratio, and Vic was even at 3-3, three and three. three touchdowns with three picks. What I'm trying to say here is, it's kind of funny because I called this story the Russell Watch. I don't want you to watch Russell, okay? I don't want to be pummeled by the Russell this and Russell that because you know what? I don't care about it until he gets on the on the field for the first time and we see some Russellmania going on. And when we see Russellmania, then we know we've reached it. But until then, you know, I don't need to know when he takes a crap. Or you know what 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 kind of thing he's got going on myself personally. Um because we got a lot of rookies on this team that are gonna do a whole lot of very cool things for our team, and I expect us to have a very good season, without a doubt. 17 games. I
1: like it, I love it, I want some more.
0: 17 games instead of 16. Now that opens up a whole Pandora's box of possibilities. And here are some of the things that the NFL has been talking about. They want to have more exhibition games overseas, which we all knew about anyways. We knew we were going to be playing in London more. And in South America, Mexico, I'm sure Australia, I'm sure all over the world the NFL is going to try to seed itself in this particular way. That's one reason we might go to 17 games. The other thing is they want to put eight games in L.A. because they don't have a team there. Okay, so you're going to see the Raiders play the Broncos or you're going to see the Raiders play another team in the 17th game. You see, the Broncos play there. Chargers will play there. Seahawks will play there. Niners will play there. They'll have no home team. What the hell is that? (laughs) No home team in LA? I mean, give me a freaking break. I know it's pathetic how Los Angelinos are out there, professional sports franchises. I know, but it's a step. Hey, it's 10 steps above San Diego, so they got to be able to trust somebody. Just don't draw the Raiders back, that's for sure, because they're staying here in Oaktown. Sorry, Los Angeles. <laughs> but they got to stay here at, at the original OG. But long story short, 17 games. Eight games in L.A. from the Western Division teams. That is crazy. Whose idea was that? they better take another look at putting a franchise there because I think that's bullshit. You know, I just don't think that's a good precedent to set. Next thing you know, you're going to have traveling teams. You know, the NFL schedule is, is bad enough as it is. And I'll say bad enough because it doesn't work with my schedule. I'm sure it works with a lot of people's schedules, but preseason games blow. Cause they're, for us, they're all on Saturday and Raider Rick will tell you that in the book, in the comments form section. And that's bullshit. Um, anyway, long story short, 17 games has to be agreed upon. The union is the, is the key here. There's the funnel. The union, the players union wants 59% of the revenue for the extra game. That is a pretty hefty price to pay when you think about how much money they're going to be making. Um, I'm sure this is not the end of this story, but I'm blown away that they're going to have eight games in L.A. with no home team. I think that's bullshit. <laughs> it rips off the L.A. fan. Give them somebody to play for, for to cheer. I mean, gosh, Philly, I mean, you know, you got San Diego one day, and the next day you got Denver playing. Who knows who? The Giants, you know, the Eagles, Jaguars. Uh, Bad idea. Come on, Commish. Get a clue and get a team in L.A. and get it over with, will you please? And that's all I have to say about that. Goodbye. Let our hearts call it a day. But before you walk away. I sincerely want to say... Make the world a better place. Punch Lombardi in the face. I'm talking about Michael Lombardi, our historic, or the man in history right now, from the office of the Oakland Raiders in Alameda, California. The proverbial pariah. With very few victories, Derek Burgess being one of them, but very few victories, and... A lack of class when it came down to holding the line in Oak Town last season with Art Shell and the Tom Walsh Show. Yes, my own private Idaho. I didn't like the Shell Walsh combo. You guys all knew that my Shell Walsh takes were precious, man. Come on. They were funny. There was a lot of material there with Tom Walsh and his chicken salad and chicken shit comments. But, really, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, Lombardi was stabbing everybody in the back from the get-go. He was the media leak. Shell let the cat out of the bag, you know. After he made Shoup his offensive coordinator, there was a fox in the house. and that happened to be Lombardi. We all knew it. He wanted Petrino to be the new coach, and it ended up to be Shell. He had no control over it. He was like a child, and he pouted, and, you know, the rest is history. You know, I called. I thought Lombardi was going to be gone a long time ago, but I guess Al Davis had to wait till someone in the organization could assume his duties totally. And when Kiffin came in with his coaching staff and he had a manager in there, he had a bunch of positions. I believe there were nine. But they figured it out, and uh, they, they got it together, and Lombardi is out. The smug businessman smiled and waved to the cameras last week at minicamp as if he was going to be there for another century. Maybe he's smiling because he's happy he's leaving. Either way, he could take his ass and take it out of here because he did nothing for our team, really. We're looking right now, the Raiders, Al Davis is looking for a replacement, and with the new regime, coaching staff, players, and draft choice, I think it will be a lot easier to find someone who would want to do this job for the Oakland Raiders, and Al Davis, who is actually the general manager. So there you go. How easy could your decisions be? Just ask Al and move on. That's all Lombardi had to do, and he couldn't hang? Make the world a better place and punch Lombardi in the face. Nice talking to you. See you later, Lombardi. And that's all I have to say about that. All right, Sean from The Raider Take hits it again. Now, this is an article that I picked up on from Real Football 365, which is kind of funny. And you'll see why when I get to this particular take. It's pretty damn funny. News you can't use from the Raidertake.com. Sean is the author, of course. And here we go. Sometimes you find yourself with a gun and a barrel full of fish. Well, that's how I feel right now. It's almost too easy to pull the trigger on this little creature called Raiders Continue on Wayward Course. After all, the publisher of this intellectual jewel just launched something called Media Watch. Hmm, sounds familiar. I should have thought of that. Two, provide our readership with an opportunity to call on individual members of the media to say or write something on the board of outlandish. So, here's how it works. If you hear talk radio, personality, newspaper, columnist, or television commentator make an assertion that sounds just flat out stupid, simply email us. Well, Sean's had this going on for a lot longer than these guys in their media watch. I will say that for sure because I've been around long enough to know. Guys, it's already time to email yourselves. <laughs> That's the funniest thing, because this was put on by 365 Sports. They're the media watch, and this was their blunder. Exhibit A, he says. The first move in a series of oddities was the firing of our shell and the subsequent hiring of Lame Kiffin as Oakland's head coach. What oddity is that after a 2-14 season? Please. And Sean goes on to say, how odd. They fired a coach whose team won two games amid utter coaching chaos. No shit. (laughs) Exhibit B, Sean goes on to say. So, to compound the original mistake of hiring Shell last season, they followed it by the youngest head coach in the NFL, the 31-year-old Kiffin. It's hard to imagine a coach who's younger than many of the players on the team coming in and commanding respect. What? Yeah. <laughs> that was a real problem for John Madden, Al Davis, John Gruden, and Bill Cower, who were 32, 33, 33. 34, and 34 respectively when they got their first NFL head coaching gigs, my friends. Exhibit C. The two other dumbfounding moves were the acquisition of quarterback Josh McCone and wide receiver Mike Williams from the Detroit Lions in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Well, 365, Josh McCowan is our likely starting quarterback come September. Until trading for him, our QB depth chart lacked veteran presence as a hedge against an unproven Walter and Russell lack of NFL experience. You might question why they didn't go out and get a more proven quarterback earlier, but to call this trade at that point in time dumbfounding is, well, you know, Tum that's pretty funny. Oh, gosh. Hey, why are all these little fishies swimming upside down? And that, Raider fans, is the one, the only, the original news you can't use. P.S. Thanks to Stick 'em and Blander Rock for the tips. So that was news you can't use by Real 65 who has their own media watch who should be media watching themselves on something so stupid as that article. As Sean points out, you could totally see that nothing they said in there made any sense. It seemed like it might have been a Nancy gay article, but it wasn't. It was by Real Football 365. <laughs> And that is Sean for the RaiderTake.com. Check him out. He is good. Okay, let's see now. Now that I've hit all that, what can I get to next? But, of course, the Raider Nation podcast. Comments forum section. Hey, podcast forum section. The Cajun Raider comes in. Newberry takes on the O-line. We'll be one of the best lines in the NFL this year. Senator Jerry Newberry said, that's really hard to believe. <laughs> we have a ton of talent, as much as I've ever played with, and we have one of the best coaches I've ever played for here. So with the combination... We will be in the top five categories of offensive line play this year. Last year, Warren Sapp said the same thing about the defense, and, well, they kicked ass. Well, thank you, Raider, Greg, and Randy, for the podcast and videocast. I love it. I love it. I am I am from Bro Bridge, Louisiana, and I will make it on your frapper map. Well, right on, man. Thank you, Cajun Raider. Come on in from Louisiana. I used to live there, you know, many, many years ago. You see Drader. You see d (laughs) Rater. Keyshawn. Well, there is a rumor that Keyshawn Johnson could be coming to Oakland, but I do not think so. He says he's on the fence about this possible move. If we get him, that's some veteran talent or wide receiver position. If we get him, he'll probably be the number two wide receiver, with Williams or Curry being number three and one of them getting totally shafted on playing time. I want to see what Williams and Curry can do, um, being number two and number threes. But at the same time, I think adding Keyshawn would be a good move too. Any thoughts on this? No, I don't think Keyshawn's in the mix here. I think Kiffin wants to control those wide receivers. I think the young core of wide receivers is exactly what he wants. I think that the leader here is going to be Porter. We don't want to hurt his feelings, and I'll tell you right now, We don't want an emotional breakdown of Jerry Porter this season. And I don't think we're going to get one. Uh, I just don't think Keyshawn Johnson will be worth the money or the hassle. Um, Even though he's a good guy, seems like these days he's matured a lot. But uh, I don't think on the silver and black his uh, talent is necessary because we got guys that can play, man. we got players as wide receivers, and we're not hurting. Daniel Wheatley and Chino, slender sap. I was watching reruns of last night's Total Access show, and they were commenting on Warren Sapp's being skinny. That's right. Sapp and skinny in the same sentence. So, as we always do, if <laughs> anyone talks about the Raiders, I wanted to hear what they had to say. Apparently, Sapp has lost 50 pounds during the offseason workouts down in Florida how remarkable it is for a player going into his 13 seasons, coming off a 10-sacks year, something that hasn't been done since 2000, and still working that hard in the offseason. To me, that says he definitely committed to the defense, the team, and the coaching Kiffin's regime. To have a player, Sap's stature, uh, willing to work that hard on his own could be a real boost for Kiffin as it relates to the team. If Sap believes, so will others. Well, I think Sapp did it for a myriad of reasons. I am just stoked that he did it as he's playing for the Raiders. Probably had some high blood pressure going on in there. And uh, his doctor probably told him he better lose some weight anyways because he was pretty big last season. On the other side, 10 sacks last year, just like that. I think he's going to be crazy this season. Watch out for Sapp. He will be a maniac. (laughs) I'm sure of it. CNY Raider fan, it's finally happened. I've read Mike Lombardi is finally gone. Hey, make the world a better place. Punch Lombardi in the face. All I have to say is it's about time. It's great to see Alan Kiffin cleaning house. Amen, my brother. Amen. Hope you make it out to a game this year, CNY Raider fan. Smurfzilla. Smurfzilla. Warriors. Come on, Warriors. Well, you know what? The Warriors are a big thing here in the Bay Area. They're a big thing. Um, It's good to see the team doing well. I'll just say that right on. And tonight is the game we got to have here at home. Come on, Baron Davis, show us your stuff. And Ellis, man, get off the pine and stop the wine because you got to make some plays, partner. That's all I got to say about that. Navy Rob, RNP. Isn't this the Raider Nation podcast, he says? Raider fan base is nationwide, not the Warriors. Only people from Oakland area like Golden State. Maybe you guys can find a Warriors Neighborhood podcast and post on there. So let's go, Utah. Let's go. Okay, so Navy Rob's a Utah fan. The bantering goes on. Hey, I'm a Warrior fan, I'm an A's fan, and I'm a Raider fan. I'm an Oakland fan. That's all. That's all i got to say about that. And you got to put up with it because, well, it's Randy and my podcast. <laughs> uh, I love it. Ready to Rick. Preseason. Here it comes, folks. What's with the night game preseason Saturday games? What a crock of shit! This is one thing about being a, pre-season, a season ticket holder that totally blows. <laughs> if I live in Oakland or close, it wouldn't be a problem. That's the problem. Cause a lot of people live far away from the Coliseum, but I have to make a three-hour ride, and it's it's just not worth it to me, especially tagging my young ones with me. Yeah, he's got his little boys, man, great kids. But man, you know, a long day, long day on the preseason with your kids. That's uh, that could be brutal. <laughs> that could be brutal. If they want better attendance during preseason game, it might help the program if they have them on Sundays at 1 p.m. I totally agree, man. You got to make that the, the the way it goes, but. Uh, He's looking here. Raider Rick's looking to get rid of his preseason tickets. So check it out. He has two aisle seats, row 13, rows from the field between the 35 and 40 yard line. Raider Nation, get on it. Get on here. Email Raider Rick and get them tickets, man. I'm telling you, face value, it's a deal. You're gonna see. You're gonna see Jamarcus Russell out there. Get on it, man. You want to see him throw the ball? You better get on those tickets. I bet you they're gone before this podcast reaches uh, half the people it's supposed to. Eastside Raider. Clean house. Of course. Well, it looks like Al Davis is cleaning the Raiders house. Well, it's about damn time, too, because I never really liked Lombardi. Hey, make the world a better place. Punch Lombardi in the face. That much anyway. Sure, he got some good players like Burgess. Uh, but but for what happened last year, he gets a lot of the blame. That's for damn sure. Instead of trying to work hard with people, uh, he tried to sabotage the inner workings of the team, and that's not cool. Amen, brother. I'm glad he's gone. This just means that the Raiders have a plan, and they they want no more distractions. Everything that the Raiders have done thus far has been great. I can't wait until the season starts. It's looking good. You damn straight, East Side Raider. That's absolutely true, and next year's going to be good. This is good for our team, man, I'm telling you. He put it into great perspective here. And I have to listen to this biatching from Colorado Chris podcast. I know, I've been a little late in my podcast. I'm sorry. Hey, cut my check, will ya? Give me a 50% pay cut. I deserve it. Right on, Navy Rod. Warriors are feeling good are the feel-good team, but they are too loose. Also, as Laker fan, I'm pulling for DeFish. I know. You know what? He's a good guy, you know, and I feel bad for his daughter. That was a terrible thing to have happen to your family. Thank God they got it in time. Thank God that she's okay. Got to pray for her right now. Fisher's a good man. I liked him on the Lakers. I liked him on the Warriors. But uh, And I just like him as a good player. He's got great personality. Uh, he's cool. Speaking of a podcast, Chris goes on to say, Rick, Rick, Greg and Rick, it's Greg and Randy, man. Get to work. I don't care about what you guys talk about. I need some podcasts for my commute. This is for you, Chris, to help your smile. Podcast ideas, these are great. How the Mariners beat the Yankees in one last week's series. Oh, Tommy. That's painful. Tommy's sister, which would be the second subject. Yeah. Who will be week one starting QB? McCown, man, I told you already. Which brings me to the next request. I need opening day tickets, too. Boy, that's going to be a hard one to come by, man. I'm telling you, but... Colorado Chris is needing some opening day tickets. If you got some, kick some down to a Raider brother who's in hostile territory. Colorado Chris, I'll try to work on that for you, my brother. Uh, Opening day tickets, you could see. You never know. I think I got a couple. I don't know how good they're going to be, but I'll keep you tuned in. Okay. Navy Rob comes in talking about the A's. The Asian persuasion comes in talking about the Warriors. Uh, So I won't go into that because that's not part of the Raider Nation. But I do look forward to the game tonight. And I do look forward to victory for the Warriors tonight. Well, Raider fans, that is the Raider Nation podcast for today. Just remember, get your damn tickets. Get out there, pay for them. Call the Raiders organization. They have lines open every day to take your money to put your ass in the seat. Let's fill the stadium. Let's get it going. Let's get it rocking. Because I'm telling you, folks, when you go out to the nation and everybody who's seen the nation at the Black Hole, the Coliseum, the McAfee, the Big Mac... You can testify to the fact of the greatness of the Raider Nation. Because it is something to see. So get your tickets, man. At least come to one game. Make the trip to Oak Town and see your team. Come on to the tailgate, man. We'll have some food, we'll have some beer, we'll have some fun, we'll do some video, and we'll be on the biggest scale of your raider life i'll tell you man ask people who've been there it's crazy and we will be hooking you up come to oak town get your tickets that's what i'm saying this is raider greg and i am out